Okay, um, this is the Fiction Old to New book group. Today is uh, December 7th, 2018, and we're discussing Barbara Shoup's novel, An American Tune. Um, Sherry actually forwarded some information to me about the author, so I'll just give you a little information about her. Um, Barbara Shoup is the author of eight novels, and she's a co-author of two books about the creative process. Her short fiction, poetry, essays, and interviews have appeared in The Writer and the New York Times Travel Section, and her adult novels, Wish You Were Here and Stranded in Harmony, were selected as the American Library Association's Best Books for Young Adults. Shoup is the executive director of the Indiana Writers Center and in 2012 was the regional winner of the Eugene and Marilyn Glick Indiana Authors Award. So um, I'm now going to turn it over to Sherry. I'm going to follow what Michelle has been doing, which is go around the room and ask each person what they thought and then open it up for discussion. So I'm going to go down the list as I can see the participants here, and the first one would be Bob. That's because I'm a host. Okay, I'll try. Well, generally, it was an okay book. You know, it, it obviously copied Sarah Jane Olson, uh, the, the lady, the soccer mom the, who got caught, you know, put a bomb under a police car, and then 30 years later somebody recognized her, turned her into the FBI. I, I don't know if I like Jane, I think it was Jane or Nora, that much. I'll just give my thoughts. I'm not going to go over the plot. Somebody can do that. But, you know, Charlie wasn't bad. He, he didn't have a clue, but he married her. He, he gave her a life and she just kind of scorned him. You know, uh, and I guess there are marriages where you, you're just not in love with your wife or husband. Uh, you know, and then you just fake it and so on. I think they all love Claire, the, the, the daughter. Um, but it just goes on and on, and uh, you figured eventually when Tom got back into it that she'd get with Tom. So it, it was okay. Would I read it again? Probably not. Sorry. Okay, I'm done. Okay, Alan? Yeah, uh, I, I enjoyed the, the first probably third of the book. I, I enjoyed the part when they were, I guess it took place in the 60s and early 70s when, when she was at uh, IU going to school and stuff. But but by the time the fourteenth hour finally rolled around, I, I I just did not like the main character much anymore. I got so tired of. I get real frustrated when people don't talk to one another and stuff. And you know, all, all she did was she she just she kept uh, you know equivocating. She never she never would do anything. She you know she was miserable. Uh, you know she I I don't think she ever got back in contact with her with her original family did she i mean if they mentioned them in passing but i'm not i mean first of all i think she was stupid to run and and not just turn herself in i mean she followed a friend to an event and her friend blew herself up she really hadn't done anything but you know i i know she was nervous because of whatever that that wacko guy's name was that grabbed her and, and made her go yeah. with him. uh she was afraid that she was going to get convicted and stuff but uh i i don't know I, it, it just seemed like for the people to be as intelligent as they were they they had a hard time expressing their intelligence and uh i i just got real, i got real frustrated with with 
uh, Jane slash Nora by the end of the book. And I mean, you know, that, that scene, I thought, you know, one of the best scenes in the book I thought was at the end when, when time finally just said, you know, you can't be blaming yourself for all this stuff, you know, forevermore. And, that, and that's all she did. She sat around and pondered stuff, wondering what she could or couldn't do and stuff. And I, I just, I kind of got fed up with her, but uh, uh, yeah, Alan's take. Thanks. Okay, Michelle. Um, well, I, I also like the first half of the book better than the second half of the book. Um, I, I liked all the parts of the stories that took place in the college uh, situation. I thought they were really interesting. Um, later on, I hope people will talk a little bit about the relationship between Jane and Bridget, because that I actually found the most interesting relationship in in the whole book. Um, one of, one of the things that I I really did like about the book was the scenes that involved teaching, because you could see that she was a teacher in real life and. There was the scenes that took place in the English college class, and then there was the student teaching experience that Jane had where she was talking about, which made sense to me, actually, where she was talking about how, you know, you don't just reach the students that are really interested in learning. You have to sort of reach the reluctant students, the reluctant learners as well, and I found those kind of scenes really interesting. Um, I... um, I, I guess her romantic relationships, I thought, I, I think his name was Tom, the husband. Um, Sherry and I talked about this a little bit, and, and I, I also felt he was a little bit too good to be true. I mean, he was waiting for her for like 20 years, and I thought, that's very sweet, but it just seemed a little too much. And Charlie, I just thought for a couple that had been married as long as they were, he was just so closed off, you know, and and I just thought it would have surfaced earlier. Um, I liked her daughter. I liked her mother-in-law, the woman who ran the restaurant. Um, I I did wish a little bit that they would have talked a little bit what would have happened to her after she she went on the lamb to California because it kind of skipped that whole part of the story. And I thought that would have been interesting to hear a little bit about how she made her way back as opposed to she just left and then she kind of, next thing we know, she was back again. Um, so, um, you know, I would say I if I were rating it out of five, I probably would give it like a three and a half out of five. For the most part, it held my attention, but the beginning of the book I thought was was more compelling to me than than the later parts of the story. Okay, Carla? Well, I just want to say I like this book much better than The Bad Daughter. <laughs> um, I had a little more sympathy for Jane than, than some of you did. Um, I, You know, she had a lot to sort out, and she made some mistakes as a young person, and she was sort of complicit to the crime in a way because you know, she went along with Bridget, and that's a hard thing to, to bear with your conscience. And I, I don't know if any one of us here could could just, you know, pick up and not try to sort it out and all of that. Um, and, um, again, being a teacher, I liked the teaching scenes, and I liked, um, you know, I, I can identify with that longing part of her life about how what she was doing with the children in her classroom was what made life real for her. I mean, I... Uh, that's precisely how I feel with, well, I have people of all ages that I teach, and it's my teaching that makes my life um, very real to me, um, and as opposed to my, my non-existent social life and now my very non-existent family life, it seems. 
Um, so um, I could identify with her. Now, I, if I were losing patience with somebody, it would be Charlie. Um, I think that he could have been a little bit more understanding and opened up a little bit more. Um, I think she might have been less likely to go back to Tom if, um, if he had maybe tried a little bit harder to be a little more sympathetic towards her. And, you know, I, I did like Tom, too. I, you know, I don't know how realistic it is. But if you're really in love with somebody, you might really wait that time. I don't know. But um, I, th- I, I liked the, the way the style the book was written in, too. I just loved the style. Um, but I would agree that the first part of the book was more compelling than the end. I was ready for it to end. Okay, Liz. Um, okay. I I love the setting, being in Michigan, Indiana, um, especially Michigan. I could I could relate to some of the scenery that they talked about. I've been on the west coast of Michigan um, for vacations and such, and so that was light and nice. I loved the first part of the book when her in college. Um, the I I liked the historical references to the music and different cars and different even different fashion trends. Uh, that was interesting. For me, it, I, everything everybody says, it, it did kind of fall apart for me in the, in, you know, toward the you know, ending of, you know, toward the middle of the book where I don't, first of all, I don't know what compelled her to want to feel like she had to tell. Okay. There's, I don't know why after all those years she felt to do that. Um, I think it's really unrealistic to expect that, I mean, when, when Tom just sort of like walked back into her life, there wasn't any big drama. She walked out on a lot of people. She walked out on him. They were nearly engaged. She walked out on her teaching career. And that was another thing that he, you know, he said, oh, I think you could go back and be a teacher. I don't think so. Um, I don't think she could just take classes and walk back in after all that time and, and ha- you know, explain her past. I could be wrong on that, but it seemed a little unrealistic. Um, and Charlie, I, I actually, I kind of had a little more sympathy for Charlie because PTSD can do all kinds of strange things to your mental status and, you know, wanting to shut down, especially with anything connected to the war. Um, I, it would have been a difficult marriage, but I, I had a little more sympathy for him. Um, and, you know, and her family, she just kind of like walked out on her family. We didn't. I, I don't know. I, I I think that I think that some of that could have been developed. Again, as somebody mentioned, I think it was uh, Michelle, the what or or Carla. I don't know know who, but the the whole her being on the lamb. I would have liked a little bit more information. Like, did she ever try to make contact with her family? Did she ever, you know, what was her thought processes? But it was like, yeah, we're in college, the explosion, and then the next thing we know, we're. We're in her married life 20 years later. So um, I think the plot development toward the middle of the book was a little sketchy. And But toward the end, I, I liked the way it, it ended. It seemed like, you know, things were going to be set right with everybody concerned. And, and um, I'm not even sure Charlie was really broken up about her leaving. So, I mean, he didn't seem like he was going to be really, you know, that broken up if she left. So he had his dogs and that's, and his and his community. That's my take. Okay, Marsha? Well, I'm not quite done with the book yet. I am on the second half. Um, I So far, I did like the first 
first half better. Um, and and I, I'm not sure what I think of um, uh, um, Bridget. She started out great, and then, you know, she became so bitter and uh, violent, and she, she just was not a very nice person. And uh, her, her, you know, the whole deal with Pete and everything, I'm glad he got, he was out of her life. And then, of course, she met this Cam guy, and he, I think in his own right, he was even worse. But, uh, and, and Jane, I kind of feel sorry for her because it's, you know, she did not connect well with her family. Um, she and Bobby were just, you know, getting their relationship back together when, when he was, when he was killed. So, um, I don't know. Uh, I, I, she, she just did not have a happy life and I can understand why she walked out on, on, on them. I mean, her sisters, you know, Oh, well, look what you're doing to, to our mom. You know, you made her cry and what have you. Well, you know, I think that she just, uh, it just happened that way. And she, uh, I, I think she was, it was best for her to just leave. And as I said, I'm not done with it yet, but I do plan on finishing it. And so far, I would give it, I would give this book uh, a, a straight B as far as a, a grade. Okay, LaDon? Well, as soon as I started reading this book, and I heard the narrator. I said, oh, my God. They have got the wrong narrator for this book. This is a woman's book about women. Women have most of the speaking parts. And they got someone reading that would have been better reading a sports section in the newspaper <laughs> than reading a book. He delivered absolutely no emotion. To the book. But I decided to stay with it and listen to him and kind of ignore him and try to go along with the, the story and it got better and I and uh, I kind of liked the book by the by the time all is all of this said and as far as uh, Bridget is concerned Bridget got caught up with the war and uh, she was in it so much it's kind of like being in a religious cult she couldn't see anything outside of the war. All she could see was the war. The war impre- impacted every part of her life because that's all she could see. And that's and that's how that – and they kept saying, Jane, get away from that girl, you know. But she kept going back and letting her come back in, letting her come back in and getting being even in tr- trouble between her and Tom, between Jane and Tom. And then Charlie – Charlie was really wounded by the war. One of two things seemed to have happened. Either he was in an airplane, air, a helicopter, and someone threw somebody out of the helicopter, or he was in the helicopter and he threw someone out of the helicopter himself. But it ruined him. I mean, it was hurt hurt him for the rest, you know, the rest of his life, and 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 he couldn't really have real emotions either he couldn't speak of the war he couldn't do nothing well his his animals was his friends his wife was his partner but not necessarily that a romantic or at least he wasn't successful in her ideas as far as that concerned they really weren't in love maybe maybe no 
Jane never loved him. She even knew it when she did. But they got married and they made a partnership. And the partnership just didn't last a lifetime. Because when, and I can't understand why she told the daughter either. You got a secret that long? What the hell? You know, I'll just bury it. I have secrets in my life that I worry about at nighttime too. But I don't go around telling everybody. You know, uh, so I, I, I couldn't figure out, out that. But the fact that she went, followed uh, Bridget down, she carried the bomb in her, in her uh, satchel there. And Jane kind of knew that's what that was, kind of knew what was going on. And she went in there and blew up the building and blew up herself. Now Jane got on the lamb. Well, she was guilty. She was guilty of sin. I don't know why a person couldn't put her in jail. If you're in a car and the stop and all the guys run out and run in and, and, and rob the 7-Eleven and then run out and jump in the car and run off, you're guilty too. And that's the way she was. So, you know, uh, but when she went back, I guess at the end of the book, uh, Jane and Tom got back together. And then uh, I for, I've forgotten the daughter's name right now, but anyway, she also remember came and shake shook hands and was you know beginning to be friends with Tom and in the end also. That's my uh, well. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm going to debate you on, on on the guilty part of it because of what happened with her situation. She wasn't in a car like robbing a grocery store or something. She, she stood there she, and watched it though. Well, she fo- she anybody. followed the girl after the fact though. And, yeah. And no, she, she, up, she, she, no, she's she an, she's an accomplice. He's I taught law on you, and believe me, um, she is an accomplice. She was there. It's like robbing a bank. Well, I was just sitting in the car. Now yeah. you have you have you may be able well, to prove that. But she she even was thinking to herself, should I stay here and watch? Yeah. Or yeah. should I run and call the police? Run. Yeah. Right. So, so well, also, even if, she, if she wasn't she guilty, back in the 1960s when they were really gung-ho to get war protests. Remember, Sherry, the feds wanted Cam. They well, yeah. They, now, probably Bridget, now they would have got her. But they they would have freed Jane. I don't think she would have gone to jail. They wanted Cam. He was the guy that was... Yeah, well, I wanted to before we. I wanted to say what I thought of the book, and um, I agree Good. with what most all you guys said. I think I would cut Jane a little slack for following okay. Bridget because she was young, and I also think her marrying Charlie was a perfect match because they were both trying to hide things. They were both not dealing with what they needed to mm-hmm. deal with. I like Liz had a little sympathy for Charlie, but I didn't think the author developed the male characters very well. I thought Tom was too good to be true. And Charlie wasn't developed well enough that we sh- had the sympathy we should have had for him. I actually thought Pete was the best developed man. Oh, God. Okay. And he was yeah, interesting. You're, you're right. He was the most, I thought, the most yeah. developed. He was the hippie. Yeah, he was the ultimate. Yeah, yeah. Tom was too good to be true, and Charlie wasn't good enough to be true. Well, he wasn't developed well enough. And also, yeah, right. I mean, yeah. even the female friends of Charlie, Mo and... Whatever the Diane, other, Diane, they, Diane, they were really well. You know, you liked them. You liked Joe. Like them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought Jane was the most interesting character because we all seemed to not like her much. Because kinda, part of it is she. I, I'm sympathetic to Charlie. Somebody, somebody, he or somebody threw somebody out of a helicopter. Mm-hmm. And people don't want to talk about the war when my uncles. I'm, I'm dating myself. World War Two. Tell me about it. Okay, tell me about the Germans. No, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, I'm yeah. not going to. They never did. 
They they right. did not sit in the middle of Thanksgiving dinner and talking about their war efforts. They did they didn't do it. And Charlie didn't, and he wasn't developed well. You're right. I agree with that. But also, I think that we got a little bit of glimpse of what Tom was about from those emails that they sent mm-hmm. back and forth. I kind of like that part of the story because I thought they finally were explaining themselves a little bit. Because mm-hmm. Jane was such a mystery to me. I really didn't understand her well. And then finally, with the emails, I got to see a little bit of her and a little bit of Tom. And But I, I also wanted to say that I, I actually don't think Jane would have been viewed as an accomplice at all. Oh. I, I think what she basically did was she followed her friend, and she didn't stop anything. But I don't even think that she knew what was really going on. She was really more of a witness. So mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think – I think if they charged her, I don't think it would have stuck at all. She wasn't involved in the planning. Let, no, no, Michelle, wait. I lived through it. I'm telling you, she would have been, it's like Patty Hearst said, I didn't do anything. Of course, she did. And yeah, she put, Pat, it, Patty it, Hearst was me, more actively let me, let me involved. This, let me finish this line. She yeah. could have, they, they left Patty alone in an apartment and she didn't flee. She, and she could have, she finally escaped from Cam. That was harder to escape. But, yeah, she would have been up for a trial or whatever. Maybe the prosecution would say, plea bargain with us, and we want Cam. That's the guy we want. But she I wouldn't think, have just walked. She, she was in, she was, they grabbed her, and they forced her to go along. And she was in Tara, and she was a young okay. woman. And you're, you'll be her lawyer and all that. But I'm <laughs> telling you. No, I, I, don't, I don't actually – I don't think she was an accomplice. I'm I, telling I you at that think, time. I think you can make an argument that that she wasn't. The government government was crazy. At that time, the government was crazy over the war. And they would have have taken her to trial. Now, they may have plea bargained it out. I don't know. But I don't think this, oh, it's okay, Jane, you can go. I don't know. I think think Michelle and I are talking about guilt guilt and spirit. She left the situation. And she could have, she... Had she not run away at that point, or if as soon as she left, you know, was able to escape from camp, she went and turned herself in. I think at that point she would not have been in any trouble because yeah. she could have aided the investigation. But I think she ran, and she really, yeah, I think I think that that made her look guiltier than she really was. Yeah, oh yes, that was a mistake. To the, uh, I think it was. I think in part of the game uh, book, uh, after a point of time, uh, Tom told her that she wasn't in any. Yeah, any trouble. Yeah. What happened to Cam? Did, I didn't catch that in the book. They got him. They, they, they got him Cam. Prison. Okay. Yeah, he was I, bad. He was what, bad. That's good. One thing I, I was, I, I'm sorry. I'm, one thing I'm sorry. that I was wondering was I found the relationship between Jane and Bridget a little confusing because I understand that she was sort of attracted to her and her spirit and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But she just, I thought she just went along with her too much. I mean, she just never stood up to her, and she just kind of let Bridget run the show. And I, I don't know how the rest of you saw that. Did you think? I think, I think that's very codependent. True. I would yeah. say codependency. Right. And she did what, that in all of her relationships. Yeah. What, what I thought was really <laughs> weird, too, is it okay? Um, remember that the first year, you know, her freshman year there at IU, she was rooming with that that uh, girl. Uh, um, uh, the crazy roommate, you mean? Her roommate? No, no, she wasn't crazy. No, the one no. with the pink bucket. The, and pink the straight lace roommate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but she was real straight and, and yeah, she was strange. Okay. And, and, but she didn't. What I thought was weird though 
was that she didn't even tell her mother that uh, she was no longer rooming with this girl. Oh, yeah. no. I mean, it's right. like she liked the wild. She, she Bridget was her wild alter ego. Yeah. That you're no longer rooming with this one yeah. particular. Uh, that that to me was right. very strange. Well, that's but remember, she didn't Jane. like her mother, her family. She didn't care well, what they thought. Well, Jane, and she knew that here? her parents would not approve because they met her straight girlfriend, her straight roommate. Well, they yeah. didn't. They, they would didn't. not have approved. They just left her a note. That's her, right. You're right. Yeah, they never even, her mom and dad never even met this, this girl. Between Jane and uh, Bridget, the thing is, Bridget was a leader and Jane yep. was a follower. follower. Remember yeah. when Jane went to college, she was scared to death. Bridget comes in and she's bright and bubbly and everything and says, oh, come on here. We're going to go upstairs to the top room. So she yeah. was a follower all the time until Bridget was gone. Well, she was and a she, follower of Tom and she was a follower of Charlie and yes, Joe. Yes, yeah. yes, that's right. She yeah. was not a leader and she was no. just, that wasn't her. So that was the reason that Bridget kept coming back because she was following Bridget ever since she got in. Mm-hmm. In, this, in this school. I like the setting also. Someone said they like the setting up there. My mm-hmm. uh, wife's twin sister lives right in that area. Mm-hmm. And so when they mm-hmm. describe the lake and everything, you know, it's, I've been up there and I've been up there when the snow has fallen and everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, 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 you know, when something like that's written, like if it was written about Dallas, I guess I'd like that too. Uh, and when written about some place you are, kind of feel comfortable mm-hmm. in it. That's you know what I really liked, too, about the book? I found this very fascinating. I think we could do a whole study in the chapter titles being titles of songs. Wasn't yeah. that was yeah. 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 That was well, I'm glad it? you mentioned that, Carla. I had forgotten that. Yeah. That was very good. That's right. The, chap- the chapter titles were what? The titles of 60s. They were titles of songs or lines from songs, you know. Mm-hmm. But the, the line titles really matched what was going on in the, title, the chapter. I guess that went out of it. I didn't catch that. As is an un- American mm-hmm. too. Yeah, there were songs. I mean, Bob Dylan on those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Beatles, Here, There. The last one of the last chapters was Here, There, and Everywhere. I thought that yeah. was yeah. 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 The Sunshine of Your Love and MacArthur's Park. And, you know, mm-hmm. they, they named all these the, the chapters, and it was sort of interesting. It was very subtle. But that mm-hmm. was one of the unifying factors uh, of the book. It gave you the feeling of the time, but it also gave you some subtle clues as to what the author may have been trying to get across and mm-hmm. some dramatic material. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was ingenious. That was yeah. really good. I, I thought she knew her, the author uh, knows her, her 60s history very well. <laughs> yeah. Very well. Very well. You guys might be interested to know that um, I heard an interview with this author, and I guess originally she was going to have every other chapter be IU and then in Michigan. Oh. And the uh, editor suggested she do it like oh. she ended up doing, which I think was much better. Much oh, better. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was very interesting how she interposed the Vietnam War and Iraq and how Iraq was yes. And, you know, when you think about Iraq and, you know, if you watched everything that went on during that time, people did constantly compare yes. to Vietnam. And, and I like mm-hmm. the way she brought yes. that too. Mm-hmm. Well, well, Sherry, did you notice, because you live in Bloomington, did you notice a lot of references that 
that she mentioned. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I live close to most of the things she mentioned. Mm. Oh, that is so it cool. It was a lot of fun to read. That's cool. You know, That's so is there really the like a Dun, a, Dun, a Dun Field and Oh, yeah, People's Park. I, all those places are. Nice. Except for the ROTC building. And I was talking to some other people. Well, they blew that up in the 60s. Well, I don't think, I'm not sure. We're not, none of <laughs> us are sure that really happened. Hmm. Um, we weren't. I, I, there were some people in my. Lo- this was read in my local book club, which is why I read it the first time. And I think we talked. Some people there lived here during the '60s, and they didn't remember that happening either. Hmm. So that oh, might have been easy to look up, couldn't it? I'm sorry. They don't couldn't remember that the building up in the archives. They don't remember that the ROTC building See, was blown up. Okay, probably not. It, Where do you not. live up there? Where do you live up there? In Bloomington. Bloomington. I've yeah, been where IU is. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I know all those places very well. What did um, you guys think about Claire's reaction? Do you think you would have been that angry if your parents told you something? If, she, from if she's Charlie's daughter. I, you know, no. I don't know. I, I thought it was a little over the top. It was over the top. Absolutely. It was. You're right. Um, yeah, I thought her reaction was a bit over the top. Yeah. 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 But could we say it's Charlie's daughter? I mean, that she's more... You know, her dad and Claire, Claire and her dad got along famously, and maybe she felt she wanted to defend him more, that she that she made a fool of them, yeah. Jane did. Yeah. And yeah. Jane lied to them many times on the, what, the mother, did the mother and father hers, they died in an accident, right? The father and her, my father and mother, am I correct? Auto accident, where am I getting that? Well, she that's, said what, that. that's the story she made she up. Said that, but is that true? That did not happen. No, that was she just wrote her 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 family of origin off, and you know, yeah, yeah, she did, and didn't ever do anything with them. I thought she was very self absorbed. I mean, she, yes. she I mean, right. she, she cared about herself, and I mean, uh, yeah, I'm sorry she didn't get along with her family and stuff, but yeah, you know, I thought that was kind of. You'd think kinda, she would have at least been curious enough to Google her family. I mean, she Googled uh-huh. Tom. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if if Ruth Ann had told me, oh, by the way, my brother died in Vietnam after 30, 40 years of marriage. What? what oh, right. exactly. Why didn't yeah, you share right. that? Well, right. you know, I would have sympathized with you. What's the matter with you? You know, right? And I think that's what's frustrating with with Jane. A lot of things in her head that she wasn't going to release. And I'm with Ladon. There's some secret, some things you say. You know, old girlfriends, any affairs with them, whatever. You just don't talk about it with your the wife you love. You're exactly. gonna hurt. Right. There wasn't really any point. In, in oh. her bringing this up, other than she was being haunted by the story in the news of the woman that was discovered. And maybe that was her moment. Maybe she was afraid that she was going to get caught. caught, you know, when Pete said, hey, Jane, maybe, she, you know, I don't know. It was it was weird, though. I think it must have been maybe yeah. just the guilt. The guilt yeah, was too. all the time. Uh, the guilt yeah, of leaving Tom, the guilt of being <laughs> there at the bombing, and the guilt of everything. And then finally... It got more than she could bear, and she had to let it out no. in order to live with it within her mind. What about Diane? I think Diane was great. I, I really liked her uh, as a friend to, uh, to Jane, and uh, Monique was a friend to Charlie. They were, you know, Monique's just going to go along. Okay, let's open up what's going on today at the, you know, right. they never got that close, but that was what Charlie needed. So he's not going to marry Monique. She's. They're a lesbian situation, yeah. Diane and Monique, yeah. anyway. But yeah. um, I like they, Diane. I they were friends fun. since high school, right? Yeah, yeah. I, right. I did think it was touching how everybody rallied around Joe. You know, they were oh, able yeah. to kind of. Oh, Joe's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, she was a great character. And she did say, Jane said that Joe was the reason everything straightened out. When she married Charlie, you know, right. she implies that Joe was really the savior there. It was just so right. good. To, yeah. yeah. Wouldn't it be fun to go down the river and float? Oh, yeah. I was thinking that when I was reading that earlier. It's like, I want to go on a float. <laughs> yeah. <amazing>. yeah. <laughs> hey, that Thank sounded you. neat. Lay yeah. suntan lotion, though. Yeah, they went down the river. <laughs> but they did well capturing the 60s. I remember a lot of that. Did you guys, because I, I wasn't convinced when I was reading the book that um, Jane and Tom had such a lasting romance. And I was kind of surprised at the end yeah. that he was waiting for her all those years. years. I, I just didn't, I mean, I guess I missed it. I just I don't, they did. They really did. They had either way with them. Yeah, but I don't think he was waiting for her. I think his life just went on, and he didn't find someone else to be. And, there she and then is. when she came back, right now. But I mean, I don't. Think, I don't think he kept looking for her to come. He back. was married and divorced, wasn't he? Right. Yeah. I don't think he was waiting for her. But then here she comes. So he's you know. Yeah. But he said he was married for like ten minutes, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I know people like this that that one one spouse is kind of like the caretaker of the other, and Tom was always kind of like Jane's caretaker. Yeah, you yeah. know, and that was the kind of relationship they had. He was always the one that was trying to like we like parent her or something, or help to guide her away from crazy people like Bridget. And that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Tom was on the edge of the war effort. He he was Pete's friend, but he yeah. really wasn't. Uh, he was he was pro war that you know the the troops going in. I mean, uh, you know, he was uh, her caretaker as you said. He was con- more establishment. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good. But, but he he said that he wanted to help people. He he wasn't really in. He wasn't for the war. No, but he wanted he wanted to help people keep out from going to war legally rather than legally. Uh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, he yeah. wanted to work within the Legally. system to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. If you he wanted to stay in the system where Bridget right. says no way, destroy the system. Yeah. If you wanted to project the story out a little bit past the end of the book, which, of course, no one can really do because it's a book and it ended. But if you wanted to project out a little bit, uh, you might think that when uh, Jane and Tom got back together, mm-hmm because she loved him so much and she looked for him and, and he was a leader once again she was a follower and he was a leader but uh, you know what after a couple of years they might not they might have found out they weren't that much in love after all oh my god that could have broken up right could be. yeah well, well, one, one th- oh I'm sorry go, go ahead no go ahead Michelle oh I was just going to say one of the things that I always find it I, I've read a couple of books like this this kind of story where you know somebody goes on the run after committing some mm-hmm. kind of a political act, or in this case, you know, just being tangentially involved. And one thing that I always find really interesting is the fact how easy it was to change your identity at that time. Because now I think it would be so difficult to, to do that, you know, with, with the internet. Very hard. Like that. Mm-hmm. But she just kind of got, I guess she, she found the papers in Bridget's possession or something right. just changed her name and that was it and nobody questions it and whatever so it's it's interesting how easily people could just start their lives over and okay. i don't know nowadays that people could do it quite as easily i don't think what so. did she do with her much harder number well she probably just worked for cash and didn't report any of her income right 
maybe she never had a social. She probably she got a social she, in her after the fact. Well, she had to file her income tax and uh, uh, with her husband and file jointly. And had to put something in there. She must have got a number somewhere. She must have got one at that point. Well, she might have had one, but yeah. she when she was on the lamb, she probably just never used it. Yeah. Actually, I think back in and the And you 60s, could get Social Security numbers. Yeah, I think you could. Go to I the think park I, there, you'll get one. Yeah. <laughs> Hancock Park or whatever. Yeah. Was she Nora could the wanted... one that you stole from, the, the Nora, um, was she a real person that had died? Um, you know what I mean? Because we don't know. Person yeah. maybe, they got, maybe she got her Social Security number. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was what they speculated. I, yeah, we don't know. We, we just don't, don't know. know. That, was, that information know. was found in Bridget's satchel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who knows where Cam got it? It was interesting that the author chose a family or a group of teenagers that some of them were pro-war, because you would think she would have focused on the anti-war folks instead of the fraternity guys that beat but up I think the that protesters. That, yeah, I think that that was like a real oh, absolutely, major, you know, push-pull kind of back then. You know, you mm-hmm. like. You'd like to hang out with them, but it's just like now you have people arguing politics, and you can be really good friends. And so I, I think that that added to the whole drama of it. Mm-hmm. And, and you also have some people that we know that don't care about politics or war. They're like Charlie. You know, let's leave me alone. Let me just be a vet. Uh, you yeah. know, I don't care what the world's doing. There are people all over the country who feel that way. Yeah. That's yeah. The issue. So who was that Betty at the end? Was that was that Diane's ex husband Bob's new new significant think, other? Or was that- I think Betty is um is uh, Moe's mother. Oh right. Oh Betty's Rose oh, Betty is Moe. is Moe's mother. Yes, Betty uh, lives in okay. Florida. What's yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Now, the guy in the park playing the guitar and so called her Jane, that was, was that Timothy? That was Pete. That was Pete. That was Pete. That was Pete. And that's uh, Bridget's original boyfriend, right? Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I thought, I haven't gotten there yet, but I thought, I'll bet you that's Pete. (laughs) You're right. We gave it away. He said Jane. Yeah. Because I didn't know who it was. I was afraid it was Cam for a while. Oh, no, that would that have been, been bad. Oh, yeah. Oh, that would have been interesting to bring Cam back, yeah. <laughs> well, it was interesting what you said, Liz, about Tom being a caretaker. At the end yeah. of the book, he was still taking care of the woman oh, who was oh, in yeah. the garage. Yep. And, yeah. you know, That's a good point. And being helpful and stuff. She did at least make her characters consistent in terms of their personality. That's true. <laughs> right. yeah. You got it. And it was a little bit of a side plot to have, was it Mo or Diane? Their daughters. Daughters, yeah. yeah. Oh, the daughters. Um, Diane's daughters, wasn't it? Daughter, yeah, was having a right. baby. Right. Rose, Rose, having a hard time one liked her and one didn't, or something. Yeah. They didn't right. like it because they were li- living a lesbian lifestyle. The daughter right. didn't like it. Yeah. When, now when she was getting back. Yeah. We're beginning to accept it. And Diane uh, married this straight laced husband, you know, uh, Bob. Was it Bob, yeah. the Republican? Yeah. Or- yeah, Bob. And then they found out they're lesbians. He, she and Mo, or whoever, or no, someone else first, and then Mo and Diane. Right. The split, the split over it. It was the first one. That yeah. must have been quite a big deal back in the 19. 19- well, I don't remember what time period it was when Nora and Charlie I, were there. 
think it would have been in the 80s and in 90s. Oh, that wouldn't yeah. have been as that's bad then. Not bad. as bad. The 60s, it was bad. Yeah, yeah. people would not. Have <laughs> the 60s would have been crazy. Well, yeah. this was, they said, well, the part I'm on now said 2002 to 2003. Oh, that's right. right. During the Iraq War, yeah. 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 So, so that's the Iraq War, whatever. Yeah. Maybe even the 90s. It was it accepted pretty well. The wars. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, it would have been accepted then, absolutely. Luckily, we've come a long way. Yes. Well, does anyone have any other comments? I think we did a pretty good job on that one. That was good, Jerry. Mm-hmm. It was a good, a good book. And as I say, I give it about a B, but it's that who am I? Well, you know, even I would I'm just a fan. No. Yeah. I have one comment. Sure. Why is it with all these, with a lot of these books, do they have to have such bad language all the way through? I mean, what yep. purpose does that like? Yep. Yep, that's just yes, do. Sign, sign, sign of the times. I like it. Funny, I didn't even remember the bad language. I didn't yeah, either. I've heard it so much that I didn't. The F word is thrown around so casually. Oh, they do. Yes. Like it or not, that's life yeah. today. Walk, uh, yeah. walk through a public school in L.A. and you'd hear it every yeah. five seconds. I oh. even hear it inside my house. And, oh. often, and it's me saying it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, it's so refreshing to read away in the manger not have to put up with that language. Oh, yeah. No, you won't. No, they don't do it there. You'll I mean, like that. I, know, I, get, I, I don't know. I, I hate to be an old prude, but I get tired of that. I mean, I, I just get tired of that language. It does seem like, would you say, Carla, though, that it seems realistic that these people would have talked like that? Oh, yes. I don't oh, know. Man. I think they overdid it a little bit. No. Yeah. No, uh, no, they didn't have for anything. Much they worse. No, I think no, it was, no, I think it, I think that's why it didn't stand out for me as being particularly yeah, bad. It's because yeah, it was it yeah. was pretty pertinent to I the think that, It sounds like so. Carla hangs out with a better class of people. I had a dear friend <laughs> I had a dear friend who's gone now. I will say it straight I won't use the words, but she always referred to A C B as the friggin' A C B. And I said okay. that really is not the name of the organization. <laughs> what she did and she didn't say friggin uh, yeah yeah only it wasn't friggin no that's right but you know that, that this is this sad. Is, i've read books with with much more uh, oh yeah uh, yeah i mean oh. this is nothing there's a difference between gratuitous foul language and but i don't think in this novel it was really gratuitous i no, think i didn't i didn't hardly notice how many of the books yeah. are Reading has this language in it. I don't know. Well, the way in the major won't, so don't yeah, worry. Right I'm, I'm enjoying that. I'm just fine. <laughs> yeah, it's a kid. Well, didn't that, that take place in the that 1800s? Was like early 1900s? Yeah. yeah. I have. I haven't read that one. There, there weren't a lot of f bombs dropped in the early 1900s. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I liked Astro the dog, but we hadn't seen anything. Oh, about yeah. It. yeah, Astro yeah. was cool. <laughs> yeah, it's always nice to have yeah. a dog. They didn't mention the what breed he was, did they? Yeah, no. 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 I was thinking another book, Great Dane, but that was a different. He was book. big. Yeah, I think he was. He was a big yeah, dog. I was thinking Lab or something like that. I, think I did, did think it was job. really sweet of uh, Charlie to let Astro go with. Um, Jane. I yes. And it was nice that Astro kind of brought Claire and, and together on the beach. Yeah. Oh, that was great. Yeah. That yes. was the great. Dog. I like that. I'm sorry yes. for the dog because at one point he didn't know who to go, whom to go. No. With. Yeah. Yeah. And he he might have been saying some bad words under his breath. He might have that was cute the way she worked with the dog. Yeah, I always tease my dog Sparky when he barks real loud. I say, 
I don't like that language. Use your library. <laughs> That's <laughs> good. Use your inside <laughs> voice. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yep. Okay, what's the next book, ladies? Joe? Oh, yes, I'm sorry. Um, okay, so the next time we're meeting is um, the Friday after New Year's, which is Friday, January 4th. Um, and this is a much shorter book in reading time. It's only six and a half hours, I believe, or six mm-hmm. hours, something like that. Um, so the, the name of the book is, is If Beale Street Could Talk, and the author oh, yeah. is James Baldwin. And if you follow oh. the movies, the, oh, there actually okay. is a movie that just came out. Um, I haven't seen it because mm-hmm. it just, just came out. But um, I will let you know that, First of all, there's two versions of the book on Bard. Um, the one that I listen to is DB58492, which is read by Gail Nelson. Um, and I thought she did a really good job. I didn't listen to the other version, which is an earlier version, but you have your option. Um, it's two of the same books, just diff- with different narrators. That's correct. Not yeah. different versions of the book. I know it's, yeah. it's the same book, but it's as far as I know, it's the same. It's the same book. Um, this book was written. I I always think of James Baldwin as the fifties, but this book actually was right. written in nineteen seventy four. Oh, okay. so it was one of his later books. Now I'm just going to give you a little advanced preview, but not too much because I don't want to spoil anything. So the book is about six, six and a half hours. The first two hours meander a lot, a lot. And you're going to be like, what's going on here? The last four hours are zippy. They fly by. It's very suspenseful. There's a lot, lot, lot going on. And you'll be very caught up. But the first two hours, you're going to be like, what is going on here? Because it doesn't make a whole bunch of sense. But it does make a lot of sense. And the other thing I'll mention, because I know you know some people are sensitive to this, there's a lot of street language in this yeah. book. This is how people talked in the environment that he's, that he's talking about, which is Harlem. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you're sensitive to um, foul language, there is a lot – I mean, there, you, you cannot – like the book we just read, if there was foul language, I missed it. This book, you cannot help but miss it. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's everywhere. So just, so just be prepared. There is, there is some sexual content, and there is some very, very strong language. So if those are triggers for anybody, you know, you can decide if you want to read this book. But I will tell you, he's a phenomenal writer, James Baldwin. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, this book, mm-hmm. and this book is fantastic. Um, it's, it's short, but a lot of his books are very long. But this book, once you get past the first two hours, so <laughs> maybe you want to speed up the first two hours and then go back to the regular thing. So um, it's, uh, it flies by. But anyway, I would, I would strongly recommend it. So it's called If Beale Street Could Talk. Um, I don't know if it's – I don't know. I'm sorry? Can you spell the name of the street? B-E-A-L-E. B-E-A-L-E. That's yeah. where all the music is down there. Well, Bill that's Street's correct. in Memphis. Is Bill Street oh, I thought Memphis? that's what it was. This is a different place, huh? Well, she said it was in Harlem. So I Bill Street it, must I be metaphorical. it takes place in Harlem. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure okay. it takes place in Harlem, but it, oh, could, okay. it could but it could reference. I think yes. it does actually reference. Exactly. Yeah. I think it, yeah. it referenced that. Um, so... Anyway, I, you know, I hope that you'll all give it a try um, and, and, you know, have uh, some patience with it. But he's a really, really, really good writer. 
Um, I, I haven't read that much by him, but this was this this will propel me to read other things by him. Well, Carla, it sounds like this book is going to be your dog barking very loudly. Sparky's not in the room. I don't want him. His language. What what was the uh, book number again, please? Sure. There's there's actually two versions. The one that I listened to is DB five eight four nine two. Thank you. In fact, I'm I'm getting it right now. And what's the general premise of the book as far as... Well, I I do not want to spoil it because I'll tell you what happens is I was very surprised at the direction it went on. So if I tell you... It's, yeah. you're, gonna be, you're not going to be surprised, and I would like you to be surprised. So I, I'm just okay. going to say it's it's a very it's it, it's a story of a young couple, um, and it takes place in Harlem, and that's as much as I'm going to tell you. Okay. <laughs> because you'd be a little surprised otherwise. They got a Golden Globe nomination, I think, didn't it? Because uh, I've heard it mentioned recently. I so. thought I don't even know if the movie's out yet. It is the movie. It's supposed to be out around this time, to be honest. So I don't know. Well, I, I know it's it's come up in in something. I, I either saw it on the good read, maybe I saw it on the good. But you're, the books must be over though, right? If it's got a fifty-eight four ninety-two. DVD it's from nineteen seventy-four. Was when okay. it was published. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, so yeah. it, it, I, I doubt it would be in the Goodreads thing. I've heard it mentioned recently, and I heard the. They announced yeah, the Golden Globe nomination. Yeah, yeah okay. there's a movie that just came out based on the book. Okay, maybe um, maybe, yeah. maybe it got maybe it got a Golden Globe nomination. So. It could be. It yeah. could be. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, good. Very Excellent. good. Nice you guys. Okay. Be sure to have a very merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, happy New Year. You, you yeah. too. And come to worlds. Of, come to worlds of books in a couple of weeks. We're talking about happy Kwanzaa. Yeah. What? <laughs> We're, talking, we're discussing the the kite runner and, and worlds of books. Oh, uh, the kite runner! Right. No, that's a good I book. Read, I haven't yeah. read that yet, but I'm looking it, forward. Yeah. There's a movie with that too. Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. no, there was. That's quite a while ago, though. Kite runner's been. Yeah, 